Greetings, amigops. Welcome to Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. This week, as all weeks, one of us will bring be bringing a Top 10 to the show. The other host will not know what the topic is. We'll discuss the topic, debate it vigorously, and by the end of the show, we will have a definitive Top 10. But this week, it's not becoming that special. We've had a few guests, but this is a very special guest this week. This week, we have Kyle's sister, Erin, on the pod to bring us a topic. Erin, what is this week's topic? Okay, this week's topic is top 10 outdoor summer kids games. Oh, oh. I like this a lot. So, okay. There, there are a few things that I'll have to explain because it gets a little bit more. It, it's a pretty general kind of category, so I yeah. kind of narrowed it down just a little bit to, to get a little bit more specific. Okay. Okay, I, so I have some clarifying questions, but okay. you go ahead and do, like, your brief, and then okay. if I still have questions, I'll ask. Them. Okay, so the one clarifying thing is mostly that this kind of excludes, like, the 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 everyday normal team sports. So yeah. it doesn't count, like, football, baseball, hockey, you know, like, stuff that are just... Like, organized youth sports. Right. But so, does the does the like neighborhood version of that count? So like street there, hockey or like there are variations. Like street okay. hockey does not make an appearance in my list because okay. I considered it to be kind of like that. But I okay. but that's where I think that there's room for negotiation because I think that that could be that's m- more different from the actual sport mm-hmm. than football is to football. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like if you're so there has to be some kind of like distinction from. It's not just you're playing an unorganized version of this same sport. Like, we'll talk about it more later. But, like, backyard yeah. football versus organized football versus, like, street hockey actually has some different kind of, like, components right. to it than organized. Right, whereas okay. I think if you're getting together with a bunch of kids and you're playing baseball, you're literally just playing the game of baseball. Do you know yes. what I mean? I agree, I agree with that. Baseball is a little bit of an interesting one because, like, there's no disorganized baseball. There's obviously, like, wiffle ball and stuff. Well, right. like, you're not... You're not just like you can't just play baseball without having a really organized group, right? Interesting. Well, okay. Well, then I'll bring something else up later. But well, keep going. but there are we'll get into it. But yeah. there are you know spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be there's gonna yes. be a lot of room for interpretation here. Right. I like which that, is why though. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So <laughs> summer sports specifically. Yeah, the, yeah. We pretty much played all these sports as kids in the summer. I mean, you could. It just makes more sense. To, okay. Yeah. And, um, so are we including, like, only games that you play, like, in your neighborhood or, like, in your front or backyard? Or are you expanding this to include, like, a playground game at school? Playscape games do not count. Okay. Because I thought about that. Because I think that that brings in a whole... Because that's that's a that's a whole different world that you've opened up about. Yeah, like dodgeball. Dodgeball is probably a good example. Like, dodgeball would not be in this. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Keep going. Let's roll into this thing. Well, These are games that you could play. Like, let's say you have recess at school and there's a field. That count. These could count. It's it's okay. not it's not specifically to... It's. I say summer, but I don't mean summer vacation. I mean warm weather. Outdoor. Outdoor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We don't want to nail... We don't want to nail you down too hard to this thing. Okay. Let, well, let's hear well, what you got. There will be room for discussion to if I missed, you know, and I already kind of, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how does this work? Do you guys, you guys, yeah, go ahead. 
You do, you do like honorable mentions first, or no, no. no. So, so the general framework is we'll do ten through seven, then we'll do our not top three, then we'll do six through four, then you will list okay. your honorable mentions, then one through three, and then we will list ours. Okay, they have cool. not been mentioned yet. I would criticize Aaron for not listening, but I forget the rules too. Uh, Every time, most episodes. I do so. listen. I listen a lot. I just uh, I'm panicking now because now it's my <laughs> turn and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you guys to take the lead and then I'll fill in the blanks. Don't freeze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's number ten? All right, number ten here. I have straight up tag. So yeah. tag. This one for me was a little bit difficult because it was either going to be number ten or number one because <laughs> yeah, I knew that it needed to be on the list, but I wasn't sure. Because it's it's such a simple game, and, like, literally everybody knows what tag is. And yeah. so, and there are also so many variations of it. There's freeze tag, there's TV tag, there's so many different things. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the actual fun substance of tag is not that. <laughs> like It's just, I love how stupidly simple right. tag is, because you know how, you know... It's not like tag got in- invented one time and then everyone like knew how to play tag. It's been invented a million different times by any number of kids because it's so easy. You're like, hey, I'm gonna touch you, right. and then you're it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're it, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And it immediately reminds me of the spinoff of tag from the Diary of Wimpy Kid when when the kid gets the cheese touch. Oh, the cheese touch. <laughs> the cheese touch. <laughs> When he uh, touches a moldy piece of cheese that was on the playground, and then that kid has the cheese touch. <laughs> and any Ugh. kid that he touches then gets the cheese touch. Yeah. That's a far more disgusting version of tag. Right. And a sadder it's also, one. Yeah. yeah. But also it's also a really better. good explanation of how kids pass around illness at school. <laughs> right. It's just a big metaphor. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the recognizability of this game is really yeah. what is what made it make the list, even if it's number 10. It's also a game that kind of plays itself out pretty early in your childhood game career. Yeah. It's like yeah. the entrance, the entry level, like, yeah. tuto- it's the tutorial level of outdoor games. Correct. Because pretty quickly you, like, you, you tire to tag and then you play freeze tag and you're like, okay, this is, this is fun. This is new, but the same. And then, and then, like, after another, like, half hour of that, you're like, let's go play a different game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. It, the great thing about it too is that it's no supplies needed. <laughs> you need huge. Nothing. That's totally yeah. true. Yeah, it would not surprise me at all to find that, that like kids in every part of the world play tag. Oh, for sure. It's like one of the. It's kind of like the universal game if you don't have a ball to play yeah. the actual universal game of soccer. Right. It's so. even true with like animals and and like different like through ancient history like people just t- just play tag like it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like they probably had a different word for it, um, but I love that, like, how universal it is, in at least right. in the United States right now. Like, we've sometimes run into regional differences. Like, you said playscape, and I thought you sounded like a complete goober, because I wouldn't <laughs> call that a playscape, and you guys say pop sometimes, but everybody says it. Like, nobody, yeah. I don't, at least yeah. nobody I know says anything but it. Yeah, the trademarkability of the phrase tag your it is just, it's all there. Yeah. It's the perfect catchphrase for a game. Excellent. Yeah. Hot start. I love it. Yeah, this is good. Number nine, we have, and I, this is another kind of disclaimer because I don't know how much we (laughs) You? I know, I'm the same as Cameron. You're doing the same 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 as Cameron. (laughs) I know, I know. But I just want to say it because I am unsure. I think that we had, me and Kyle and Cameron, had a sub, like, such a great 
outdoor childhood experience. Like we had all the neighbors in the in the court, and we would always go out every single day and play. We live. It's important to note that we live at the end of a cul-de-sac, right? And so, like, it was like a that'll come. It was like a freaking later. sitcom. Like right. all the kids in the cul-de-sac, like, come out to Jogging play, out, and it was like every, <laughs> knocking on each other's door. It was like every day. It was every day for like. Five or six years of our childhood, we For played hours. Hot. So we had a really strong childhood game. Yeah. Which I think is important to say because now I, like I, I know that we have a very strong association with a lot of these games that I'm not sure that everybody has. So yeah. I think that that'll be. Well, it's good that Mike's yeah. here. Right. Um, okay. Number nine for me is kick the can. This one's a pretty classic too. Wow. I've never actually played kick the can. So really? kick the can is. <laughs> An older game too. Yeah. Like our parents played Kick the Can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the, and I think there are probably a lot of people that don't actually know Kick the Can. So if you want to quickly explain the rules, yeah, please. Yeah. Do. So there's a can, obviously, or any kind of whatever. We would use a coffee, like a big coffee can. Yeah. Oh. And one like person, like the Folgers thing. Yep. Yeah. Like I a like tin that. can, something that makes a lot of noise. That's kind of most important. Ideally. <laughs> Ideally, and somebody stands by the can, whoever's it, and everybody else hides within um, eyesight of the spot that you're in has to be within eyesight of who's it. And the can. And the person has to look around, and he can walk away from the can, and then once he knows where somebody is, he has to run back to the can, put his foot on the can, and say, I see Kyle peeking out from behind that bush running towards the can. Whatever. And if he calls out where Kyle is before Kyle kicks the can, then Kyle's out. And so Kyle has to stand by the can, and then... Now is the person who's it is looking for all the other people. If he strays away too far from the can, somebody else from a different hiding spot comes, runs out. If he kicks the can, then the team wins. And the person wow, wins. it's sort yeah. of like sharks and minnows, capture yeah. the yeah. flag, yeah. hide and seek, like all sort of mashed together. It's this amazing, like you have to make this calculation in your head, like is it how far it? away does the guy need to get from the can before I can make it to the can in time and kick that shit? Yeah, and like. There's nothing better than when you get there almost at the same time and the guy's like, I don't touch the can! <laughs> yeah. I see, so what I happens if you the- kick the can? So if I kick the can, then what happens to the person who's in? Well, they lose. They lose. If if even one okay. person kicks the can, the game is over. Right. Okay. At least that's how And then you play. restart. I, I, feel like, I don't know what the official rules are. I feel like are. what's cool about these games is that like the it's like house rules. Like, right. Like, yes. you can, totally. These games probably have a lot of variation in them. It's like childhood them. beer pong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but what's cool about or what I like about this game is that we've all, we've quickly entered the realm of night games mm-hmm. because this is a really good game to play at night. Whoa, right. that would be fun at night. Like I don't really actually Dangerous. remember playing this game very often during the day. <laughs> right. It kind of this game is kind of similar to another game that I'm sure appears yeah also on your list. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I I would when as soon as you said this, the first thing that popped into my head was kick the can. Wow. And this also kind of falls in the category of tag where there's like very little supplies needed. It's Pretty like, much a can. Right. It's literally a can. And if you don't have a can, some like a milk jug will do just fine. You know, it's just like, something whatever. you can kick. Yeah. 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 It makes it more fun if it's a noisy object, but you know what? Because it's, it's more humiliating for the person right. who's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a lot of humiliation <laughs> involved in these games. Yeah. Same with tag. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, yeah. Excellent. Sure. Okay. Number eight. This is, I think, the one that you were just thinking of. Um, Ghost in the Graveyard slash Sardines. Yeah. Because uh, I'm they're... so sorry. What in God's name are you talking about? <laughs> you never played Ghost in the Graveyard? No. 
no! Oh my gosh. Oh my, so this is like for sure a night game. Yeah. Go ahead okay. and explain those rules, Aaron. Our neighborhood privilege is showing. <laughs> um, so ghosts in the graveyard and sardines are in the same category because they're literally just the opposite of each other. So ghosts in the okay. graveyard, again, one person's it, and the, how does this work? Okay, everybody goes and hides. Same thing, everyone hides. Yeah, everyone yeah. hides. And if you find the person who's it has to look and this one, you have to play at night. It's like you kind of have to. And so the person who's it goes and looks for people. And if he sees somebody, the person gets out of the hiding spot and runs back to the home base. Right. And if the person who's it tags them, then that person is now it for the next round. Okay. So, okay. So this is a game. uh, We called it manhunt. Yeah. Or it, right, this is the same as Manhunt. So when whoever's it finds someone, they shout, "Yeah, yeah!" Ghost in the graveyard, and then it's like, "Owie, owie!" It's like, "Owie, owie!" Yeah, yeah. Everyone just like, like freaks yeah. out <laughs> and runs back to the base. Yeah, and basically the idea is to get back there before the um, like whoever's it, and if yes. you can tag anybody, oh, that's before they is. get back to the base, yeah, they are now it for the next round yeah okay i'm very familiar with this game it's a great game yeah sardines is the close sibling of ghosts in the graveyards and um so in this one the person who's it stays at the home base while everybody else hides again no opposite one person hides the person who's it hides and then the other people when the timing is up they all go and look for this one person and whoever finds the person has to hide hide with the person and then the last person who doesn't find the person and hide with them is it. For I totally turn. forgot oh, that so game sard- existed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's I like, so like amazing. Sardines so much fun. I forgot how fun that is because right. as soon as you see someone, you're like, oh. Yeah, and you like hide up. And then it's like, if they're hiding behind like one tree, all of a sudden it's like <laughs> yeah. seven people behind a tree. Which and is then, why it's called sardines because you're packed. Yeah. And then there's that sinking feeling when you start to see like fewer and fewer people <laughs> around you, like looking. Oh my God. I completely forgot that Sardines existed, and yeah. I think that's actually a better game than Ghost in the Graveyard. I agree. I well, agree. We, this we could like such a great ultimately game. just cut Ghost in the Graveyard and make this solely Sardines. Well, we love packaging things together, as yeah. you probably know. Yeah. So there's no need to cut anything, but I'm just having like this really fantastic wave of nostalgia because I yeah. If I had put my own list together for this, I yeah. just this never would have occurred to me. I totally forgot, but we played this a lot. Yeah. This is a great game. We did. Can I just say the sensation, the overwhelming sensation I feel as we talk about this like family of games is the need to pee. Do you guys remember? <laughs> like it'd be at nighttime and you're like hiding somewhere and you're like standing behind yeah. a single tree and you're like <gasps> and you're like, oh no, I gotta pee. And yeah. you just start feeling nervous. Yeah. But that's... then you have to like all of a sudden put on a burst of speed and you're like, yeah. I don't know if I can make it yeah. to this yeah. can. Yeah. Like I'm gonna kick this can and let loose here. Yeah. This is also worth noting at this point. This is a great anecdote, and I know how Mike loves anecdotes. I do. Um, one time we were playing this game at our friend Jamie's house, and it was one of these versions. It was either this or kick the can or something. And Cameron ended up <laughs> hiding in the bed of Jamie's family friend's pickup truck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> With, yeah. And um, so he hid in the bed of the truck, and... The guy came out of the house, <laughs> left, <laughs> didn't know that Cameron was in the bed of the truck. Oh, my God. And Cameron was, like, banging on it. It was either that he knew 
he didn't know that Cameron was in there, or he knew, and he was, like, trying to play a trick on him. But he drove away, and Cameron was freaking the fuck out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. It was so good. And then That's he incredible. figured it out and drove, drove him back, and Cameron did the walk of shame from the pickup truck back to home base. <laughs> it was good. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Next. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's number seven? Number seven is the first of one of these spinoffs from a normal sport. 500. Oh, yeah. great game. Yeah. 500 is awesome because the vessel that you use, is doesn't really matter. Like you can use a football or a yes. tennis ball. Football is actually quite fun because it tracks weirdly in the air. Yep. Um, and it bounces. I think football is the best to do because it bounces funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you could be totally ready to catch a football off a of bounce and then it's like, fuck you. And it spins yeah. off somewhere else. Can somebody do a quick explanation for the crowd? Yeah. So person is again, it has the ball, ball of choice and everybody else kind of just <laughs> gathers in a big mob <laughs> somewhere like 500 yards away. That's that's an exaggeration. Five hundred yards in the ma- in the Manning Wait, family they did. So then you get a potato cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was a gross exaggeration. <laughs> Maybe like fifty feet. Okay, yes. 50 feet. <laughs> I think I was thinking because it's called five hundred, but that's not why it's called that. That is no. not why it's, it's called. It's that. more more related to the points part of this game, I think. Right. Yes. So the person who's it calls out a number of points. Um, or this is where it gets good, can say Easter egg, which they don't know what they're going to get. Mystery box. Yeah, we call it mystery ball or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or jackpot, which is a real, real crowd pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so then this person calls out whatever the prize is going to be, chucks the ball usually very high into the air, and then everybody kind of fights to catch it. Or sometimes it's dead Dead or or alive. alive Yeah, dead or alive is a weird one. That's like what you're saying with the football. With the football, yeah. dead or alive is just yeah mayhem, yeah. just a mess. And sometimes it, it gets really good if because alive is a common one, dead or alive is a common one. But if you say dead, then you have to kind of tap the ball, make it hit the ground, and then get yeah. it. Yeah, which is. Did you guys do negative points? Yep. Yeah, you can with do the negative points. Box, yeah. You could do uh, bubble gum, which means that like if you got it, mm-hmm. you were stuck in that spot and couldn't move for a turn. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that's just cool. or. Um, Yep. Well, I was just about to say that this game had mm-hmm. a tendency to devolve into, like, hurt feelings. Picking on people. Because, Most of these games do. Yeah. But this one specifically because, like, the tall kids had an advantage. So, mm-hmm. like, usually the smaller kids would, like, have to resort to, like, ankle kicking and stuff. Right. Or, like, um, whoever. And it's hard. It's actually hard to moderate a game of 500 as the score shouter. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sometimes you can pick on people that way. Like, right. We also would play a version, um, because <laughs> Jamie and Taylor and Cammie had a trampoline. Mm. So you would, like, throw a tennis ball into the trampoline. Oh, my God. And that, <laughs> that got dangerous quick, but yeah. that was also Very dangerous. Yeah, that's a really fun variation. Yeah, I specifically remember a walk home from Jamie's trampoline just with a, a trail of blood following me because my... I hit my knee on my face and it cut through my lip. It was it was violent. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if trampoline games made their way onto this list at all because there's a lot of variation there. Yeah. But anyways, soccer is fun on trampoline. We're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, 500 is a classic. Even yeah. like amongst yeah. organized sports, like 500 is often used as like yeah, a, yeah especially that's in, true. especially in baseball, like how, learning how to. It's dangerous yeah. with a baseball though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I. 
it's very easy to set people up for failure in this game, too, <laughs> which a lot of people like to do. So when you're the caller, I mean, technically you're supposed to know what the mystery box is before you throw it. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> never do. Nobody does. No, you no just you pick based on who caught it. Right, yeah, exactly. Correct. And so it's... It, it's really a motivation to just not go for the mystery box at all. Yeah. Unless you're, you somehow did something to get on the good side of the thrower because it's, it's tough. Yeah. That's a, that's a scenario where you just have to play the thrower. Yeah. 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 And even that kids, one thing you learn from this game is kids are like capricious buttholes. Like you, <laughs> you could be best friends with the person and they're like, Oh, catch the mystery box, man. And it's like minus a billion. And you also like, I, as somebody who works tangentially in, like, finance, I've learned how inflation works. Because you play this game, and it does not stay in, like, the order of tens and hundreds very oh, long. No, it It's escalates. like, 50,000, man. And you're like, shut up. This is just a dumb game if we're doing 50,000s. Because then the next person's like, one. You're like, right. Right. Or, like, something totally random, like, 46. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I can't do math on the Yeah, you're like, like I gotta add this I, up I now. Up. Like, you realize we're, like, 12, right? I'm not playing no more. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so did you did you give thought to a not top three? I did. Well, not oh. three. I really only have a not top one because okay. I feel like it it's fine. good enough to, <laughs> to encompass <laughs> all three of them. Because this game confuses me to this day why literally anybody would play it. It's violent. It's... Oh. It's it's not smart, and I remember playing this on the playground and I know what at you're home gonna say. Yeah. for some reason. Not top one is Red Rover. Yeah. <laughs> we were not allowed to play this at my elementary yeah. school. I, I remember playing it, but it being shut down quickly. Yeah. It's just, uh, like a really awful That's an, idea. It's an arm-breaking game. It, it's, it's not a good idea, and I don't know who came up with it and... See, it's like, it takes one kid to be like, hey, you guys want to play Red Rover? And then it takes all the rest of them to be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. It takes one kid to be like, hey, let's play Red Rover, unless you're a wuss. Yeah. yeah and, then, that's and, then, and then it's like, I'm not a wuss, I'll play Red Rover. Yeah. And then it's like, you get a gang of tough guys that want to play it, and then then everyone ends up playing it. <laughs> it... <laughs> It always just ends up being Red Rover, Red Rover, send that fat kid. <laughs> yeah. Over. Poor fat kid. Yeah. Or, Poor fat kid. on the other end of that spectrum, send <laughs> Kyle right over. Yeah. Because he weighs like 65 pounds soaking yeah. wet. <laughs> like, come on, guys, let me throw. I will say an interesting component of like why some of these games are fun and why others aren't is that how universally they can be played by people of different shapes and sizes makes a huge difference. And I think that's also part of why games like this are less fun when you're like 12, because the girls are like five foot seven. The boys yeah. are like four foot 10. Some guys are like, have a mustache. Some of them are like, Hey everybody. <laughs> and like, it's no longer fair at all. Cause you've got some kid who's just like plucking the ball over, but everybody in 500 and yeah. Red Rover is a classic example of that. Like, everybody has to be 45 pounds for this yeah. to have any sort of joy to it. Right. <laughs> and this could be part of the reason why play on elementary school playgrounds, apart from all the other weird things happening at that age, it's just like you can't really play boys and girls because the size is so different, So, which is yeah. why you get the... The boys on the field and the girls on the blacktop. It just, it makes sense. Everywhere on, everywhere on Earth. Yeah. Yep. It's like this social understanding that that's just how things segregate. Yeah, it's like a Maltese family gathering. <laughs> Boys on one side, girls on the other. <laughs> so. uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other 
not top three games. I like your idea of like a game that is <clears throat> kind of pointless and also like leads to injury often. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> growing up a play a playscape game or a field. So I was almost always a playscape kid, mm-hmm. and I would venture onto the field occasionally. Because it's a jungle out there. Yeah. The yeah. way our field basically functioned is there was never, like, an organized game of soccer. Yeah. It was just, like, there are eight soccer balls, get one, <laughs> and kick it in any direction. Yeah. Not necessarily at the net. Yeah. And then, like, spend the next 15 minutes, like, trying to kick get the, the ball, ball again. Back. Yeah. There wasn't, there weren't teams or anything like that. It was, like, this weird free-for-all of just kicking mm-hmm. a soccer ball. As hard as you could. And that's why I played on the PlayScape a lot, because I was really bad at getting <laughs> yeah. the ball. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's survival of the fittest on the field, which is why yeah. I usually didn't go. And it's because the good balls on a PlayScape are a rare commodity. Like, you gotta, yes. you gotta get out there early. There's always, like, 46 balls, but, like, 40 of them are flat or have a yep. hole or too yeah. soft, you know. So it's like, getting the good one is rare. Yeah. yeah. Can I say one one that I think is a not top is, and I think it goes along with it. Aaron was saying with the rules at the beginning. I think any time you were in the neighborhood and somebody tried to too strictly play the real game, that was awful. Like yeah. when somebody was like, "We're gonna play baseball," and you're like, "Oh, cool, let's get like the tennis rackets and the tennis ball," <laughs> and somebody was like, "No, we're gonna use a metal bat and we're gonna have like a certain number of people on every team." You're like, "This is not fun." Like you need. At least 18 people. You need yeah. a field. You need fences. Yeah. You need a backstop. Oh my god, you need an actual yeah. backstop. Like, but somebody would be a real smart ass because they learned how to throw a curveball and like try to play the game. And it was not <laughs> fun. It was terrible. Yeah. It's like, Jimmy, we're playing underhand. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're doing, you have to have some funky variation on this. Right. Otherwise, it's just, it's not very fun. It's like the kid in gym class, the kid who's just too yeah. serious about it and it just yes. takes the fun out of everything. Also, on the other end of this spectrum, with, like, the traditional team sports, would be doing one of these traditional team sports sans goalie. Like, when you were doing this, (laughs) and you're like, oh, no, no, it's cool, we'll just turn the net upside down. You're like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this game isn't fun if there's not a goalie. I could just, like, walk in and tap it. Yeah, I I like... I'm pretty comfortable with saying uh, Red Rover, (laughs) field soccer, in air quotes here, and, like, any... Organized sport that's actually played by strict rules yeah. in a yard setting. Is that yeah. a fair not top three? I think so. All right. Let's recap real quick, 10 through 7, and then we'll move on to 6. All right. Um, at 10, we have Tag. 9, we have Kick the Can. 8, we have uh, Ghost in the Graveyard slash Sardines. And at 7, we have 500. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. N- numero 6. Number six is also a spinoff game. This one is one of my personal favorites. Pickle. Pickle! Pickle! I love pickle! Pickle! Pickle. So good. Pickle is such... (laughs) Is like... I feel like no one is like really excited when someone suggests pickle. It's like kind of a backup option. Right. But then as soon as you start playing, everyone's really into pickle. Yeah. 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 We always had... Do you want to explain pickle real quick? Yeah, so there are two bases in a straight, well, if you have anything <laughs> of two, it's always a straight line. <laughs> okay, so there are two bases and two people, one person on each base. And usually we used to play it with, with baseball, but I think that you... Or tennis ball. Or baseball? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I mean like the sport of baseball, <laughs> oh. like kind of ball. 
Yeah. But I think you can also play it with a football. We did that a few times when we couldn't find a baseball or something. But so, and all the other people who are playing are start on one of these home bases. And then they have to run to the other base in a standard pickle fashion. You know, you would you have to tag the person when they get off the base. But it usually ended up in a person running back and forth to try and get on the other base until yeah. somebody dropped a ball. And then everybody would like, jump yes, off the base and run, run off. Like, well, yeah. and the best is, like, early game pickle, because pe- they're just, like, play- basically playing catch, and everyone is, like, taking a step off yeah. the bag, but then, yeah. like, Duh! like getting Teasing. right back. And then you do, like, the fake drop. Like, oh, and you, like, Oh, pretend. the classic fake drop. You, like, you, like, drop it a little bit, but you're, you know, like, you're, like, yeah. everyone knows exactly what you're doing. You, and then as soon as you actually miss one, that's when people know and they freak out. Yeah. And what's funny is that there's no, like, point system. Like, you don't get a point. For no. every time you successfully traverse from right. one base to the other. No, and so yet, some jerk can just sit there, basically. Yeah. Right. So but like, it's no fun. Yeah, yeah, but it's funny because, like, even though there's no incentive, like, to go back and forth a bunch of times, if someone whales one and throws it, like, way past, <laughs> you're like, oh my, I could fit, I could do 10. <laughs> yeah, you like, even though there's really no reason <laughs> yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a simplicity tag is, I, it's really fun. And, like, actually teaches you a valuable skill if you ever want to play infield. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, Did you guys do useful? pegging? <laughs> no, because I think we may have tried that a couple of times, and it just led to too many problems. Is that when you just oh, chuck see, the ball at someone to get them out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we we always, when I played, we always did pegging, which is what makes it interesting, because if you miss, <laughs> then everybody can run. Yeah. That, so we were, and so this was a that's game true. that... When I was growing up, this was often like a pool game. Like everybody's mm. out of the pool for a little while. Like you need to dry off for a little bit. Oh. It's also it's a really effective way of drying off. Um, yeah. So yeah. You just like run around and you have a tennis ball and you would whip it as hard as you possibly could because you wouldn't have a shirt on, and so you try to nail somebody in the back and leave an imprint of the tennis ball, which really spices up the game because the ball ends up going like a hundred feet past right. the base. Yeah. yeah, that makes it more fun, but also a lot more dangerous, which in turn <laughs> is more fun. Yeah. But exactly. The one thing, um, this is one of the games where it actually is more fun. It's inversely related to the skill of the people right. who are on the base. <laughs> yes. So if, if the people are really good and they just make every catch and then they have to actually try to miss it, it's a lot less fun. Whereas if you put some noob on the base, they don't know how to <laughs> throw a ball or catch a ball. There's a lot more action happening. So yeah. this is this is for the underdogs, I think, a little bit more than the rest of the games. But True. Pickle is a classic. I love it. Yeah, great pick. Good stuff. I haven't been in a good pickle in a long time. Yeah. Also, just as a note, like, yeah, the phrase. I love that the phrase. Well, it's fun because, like, I wonder what came first. Like, yeah. A baseball scenario where you're stuck between bases and you're like, this guy sure is in a pickle. Right. Or like, I feel like the phrase, like being, like being in a tough spot was a pickle long before the baseball thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then that happened in baseball and someone said, boy, this guy sure is in a pickle. Yeah. And now it's associated and specifically like with like this, like base running error. Right. I really like to think about the different ways this could have come into being because, like, when you picture the base path in baseball, like, the infield is slightly elliptical and it's sort of shaped like a pickle. So, like, it could be that you're sort of, like, in a pickle or it could be that, like, maybe in the 1800s it was really fashionable to eat cucumbers but not pickles. And so people were like, oh, 
he's in a real pickle. Like, I really like to think about... I don't want to look it up now. Don't look it up. Don't tell me. If you find out, don't tell me. It just happened to be that they're like, hey, he's running on the path of a pickle. And he's in a situational pickle. (laughs) Yes. Don't look it up. This shall be henceforth a pickle. Yeah. (laughs) Got out the scroll and the fountain pen. By royal decree, and somebody, like, plays a bugle. Yeah. I like to think that even in, like, 1840, when this game of baseball was being invented, that they were calling it a pickle. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's fair to assume. Ha, Admiral so Shatsworth too. sure isn't a pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a military exercise first. Well, I think that, that uh, it's rumored that the origins of baseball are... Um, military related like is wow. something to do hmm. maybe even um around the civil war uh-huh. as like like camp camp games to entertain hmm. folks in between whatever well fun fact for you my uncle lou actually did that he was in the navy i believe uh during uh the korean war and he was not um he wasn't deployed but he played baseball games on the naval team to help build um support for the war effort wow Wow, that's, yeah. that is a fun fact. That's Isn't that cool? cool? So it's actually the reason yeah. that baseball uh, was invented, we think. That's great. Well, I, I like watching, sometimes um, at Mike's apartment, my boyfriend, He um, they have the old-timey baseball games mm-hmm. in the field next to his oh, apartment. Oh, that's so cool. They, they all wear like the old-fashioned costumes and the hats, and then the rules are different because they don't wear... You can catch it on a bounce. Yeah, because they don't yeah. use gloves. So it's always super cool. We always like sit there. And, and they play with like... I think it's just two outfielders, right? It might be, or, yeah. or actually, the way the game used to be played was four outfielders. Yeah. I just heard was that like, the other day. Yeah, and there's a guy that plays like between the infield and the outfield called the shortstop, yeah. and that's the origin oh. <laughs> of the shortstop position. Anyways, we, I think we're getting a little bit too far into yeah. the, the history of the game <laughs> yeah. here. That was number six. What's number five? Okay. Number five is kickball. Mmm. So this is usually played with a four square ball. It's kind of a spin off of baseball because it's the same rules essentially, yep. except right. you're kicking the ball. Obviously, this, <laughs> we we used to play this a lot. Um, we did play it outside, but we also played it inside in gym class. Um, but not strictly inside, which is why it still made this list. But yeah, all the same rules as baseball, but kickball. Well, first of all, I would say that four square is played with a kickball. Right? Oh, like, oh, shots fired. Ooh. So, excuse us. I mean, I'm not I'm not calling you out, Aaron, but I think you're completely wrong on that one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Dumbass. I'll take and it. And your embarrassment to the gene pool. I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. <laughs> you you know the way. Yeah. <laughs> Kickball is interesting cuz it's just like a a way more fun yard version of baseball. Like the yes. fact that if you kick yes. a kickball like way high in the air, like or even moderately in the air, like the hang time on a kickball means that you can realistically catch a lot of them. Yeah, and so like it would have that weird float, like it would yeah. catch up in it, the it, air, it, like it like wobbles. The like, noise, kind of funny. Is, especially yeah. I still remember the noise, like <laughs> yeah. especially because a kickball almost never is spherical, so yeah. it, like, yes. it's, it's like a knuckleball, like <laughs> <laughs> and it like it like hits you like in the chest right under your neck when you were expecting it to land like closer yeah. to your feet, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, and it's like, the most bouncy, so it just <laughs> bounces straight off everything. Yeah, and I would say intuitively there's just more like inherent pleasure in 
kicking a ball than there yeah. is trying to hit like a tennis ball with a bat. Oh yeah. Also inherently easier. Like yes. this is this is the little brother of baseball. It's definitely really important. This is more user friendly, I think, than baseball. Yeah. And I would say that in general, pegging is like <laughs> yeah, the official true. rule of kickball right. more yeah. than more like obviously because because it's usually a no no in because, baseball. <laughs> right. Well but a kick but a kickball is also functions as a dodgeball and so like yeah. you're supposed right. to hit people with them. Yeah. We played this in gym as well, and I will never forget this. You know how a, a, a gym court, there's your two primary basketball hoops, and then there are typically four on the sides? Yeah. yeah. I one time kicked a ball into not the far <laughs> hoop, but, like, the far right hoop. Wow. wow. So, like, not the full length, but it went shoomp right through. Legendary. What a baller. And, but, so I remember that because that was cool, but I will... <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever forgive. What was his name? Mr. Byers. Oh my god. I will never forgive him for awarding me a ground rule double for that. Are you serious? Garbage! I'm- Garbage! That's not a ground rule double. What an insult. I that couldn't believe my ears when he told me that was a ground rule double. You should have gotten, should... like, a home touchdown goal basket. Gotten, like, you should have gotten some special thing. That's an, a get a game ender. You just, yeah. it's done. I you Yeah, like, I, sh- I should have done the equivalent of, like, pimped my home run and, like, walked as slow as I could to first base before, like, popping my chain right. and trotting yeah. around the rest of the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the game should have been over. Or, or at least it should have been, like, even if there was only one person on base, we should have gotten, like, six runs. This yeah. could have either gone two ways, in my opinion. It was either complete chaos, everybody going nuts, <laughs> or everybody was just so in awe that it was silent, and I can't yeah. decide. I How do you was- remember it, Kyle? In your dreams. When you dream about it, how do you remember it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember stunned silence and outrage at at least on my team for the the ground rule double call. This might be the equivalent, the gym class equivalent of the um Jim Jones Galarraga call. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, oh my is god. Jim Jones. <laughs> for those of you who are who are not from the Detroit area listening, <laughs> a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers a few years ago pitched yeah. not only a perfect game, but like the most perfect, perfect game. Because he had thrown, what, like 95 pitches at that point? It was, it was insane. Like, this unbelievable game. And a perfect game is, like, this unicorn in baseball. He has a perfect game. It's the It was the last out, right? The last out. Last the out. last out of the game. He, there's a ground ball. He's out. The player was out. The guy running the first base was so obviously out. And the umpire calls it safe, which first of all, you don't, it was the wrong call, but second of all, you call him out. It doesn't even matter. The guy could have been safe by a step and a half. You call him out because it was a perfect game. The other team was never going to win, and he screwed it up. Oh, Yeah, and the important thing here is that, well, in baseball, it, you can't take back the call once you make it. Well, well not, you can well, now. You can now. But this happened like six years ago. Right, so yeah. you couldn't. And But in Mr. Byer's case, it must have been a pride thing. Like, he he called. He made the call. He might have known that it was the wrong call to make. But immediately at this point, after he did it, he can't go back on his word because all these kids would have, you know, stepped to demolished him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't show fear in a gym class like right. that. Not in that dojo. So, no. <laughs> so that's that's what I think happened that day. <laughs> yeah, I was like in the middle of my. Uh, if you've ever seen the natural, with like he, hit, <laughs> he hits the home he hits the home run and it hits the lights and they're like. <laughs> like fireworks and it's like slow motion lights fading like he's running around the bases and it was like the record scratch yeah. and then i had to stop at second base <laughs> it's just the Ugh. most uneventful 
I know we're talking a long time about kickball, but I have one more tiny story. (laughs) We talk about how um, this is like the easier version of baseball where it's virtually impossible to strike out. (laughs) Yes. Somehow, I still remember some some kid, and I remember his name. I won't say it. I'm sick of sheer embarrassment on his behalf. But he actually struck out playing kickball. He 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 swung his his puny little leg three (laughs) times, three times, and missed the ball thrice at the same ball. At the same, yeah, or it was thrown three. Oh, he didn't like swing around. Style. He, he like runs back while the ball is still rolling. <laughs> no, it was three different pitches, missed the ball three times, and that day will forever go down in in history. Poor I, kid. Poor John. I won't use his last name. <laughs> he knows. But, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he he's knows. out there. He knows. Yeah. Last thing, kickball gets point for being like a really popular like beer league game that True. even adults still play. True. True. All right. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Number four. This is another uh, slash category, and it's okay. going to be lightning slash horse. Mm. So these are both spinoffs of basketball. And lightning is the one where you stand, one person starts, it's about a free throw's distance. Well, the it's a, free throw. a kid's yeah. free throw. And you throw the ball. If you make it, you go to the back of the line. If you miss it, you have to make it before the person behind you throws a free throw to make it and you yeah, kind of two basketballs and, two basketballs and if the yeah. person behind you makes it before you then you're out and horse everybody kind of knows the rules of horse yeah That's- we called it knockout lightning was called yeah. knockout in my area okay same yeah. thing yeah so we played this one a lot and i think that it was a big day in our neighborhood history when um the kid across the street who was kind of the home base of everybody in our neighborhood because he had the biggest driveway, the most area. The, the best basketball hoop yes. I've ever seen. That was always driveway. huge. Yeah. And it was one day and he told us, he's like, yeah, we're we're getting a light installed on our basketball hoop. And it was oh this my huge yep. thing that it was like a pole that came from the back of the hoop. And it was a huge light. It, I'm sure it was only like 10 feet above the rim. But it seemed like it was a hundred feet. Oh my god! And it's just it was... like and it just like bathed the entire driveway in this eerie glow. And yeah. so, so across the street, Luke mm-hmm. ended up being a very good high school basketball player. Yeah, yeah. And and his dad, Mr. Dave, was like a really really good basketball player mm-hmm. and good coach. So they were into it. And so they yeah. like actually um paved out like a you know how most driveways are separated into like the two columns. Yeah. They actually paved a third one so he could effectively shoot three free throws. Mm-hmm. They had wow. the light on above the rim. Damn. It was like the the really easily adjustable rim um, so you could do different yeah. heights. Oh. oh, those were cool. We used to have to yeah. use like a broomstick. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's what, yeah. This was the, it just had a crank. Yeah. So anyone could do it. it. Oh my gosh, it was it was another game changer in our in our world. And it like so that turned out to be it was Ghost in the Graveyard. And basketball, we could play after the sun went down. So usually it was... So lightning was more between. of a night game. Yeah, for, yeah, us, for us it was. Yeah. Um, you can also... This was pretty common, I think, on, like, playgrounds, too, and in Definitely inside. Definitely in gym. It, anywhere yeah. there's a basketball hoop, but yeah. What I'm thinking about with these games is, like, I'm sort of... I'm, I'm half going down memory lane and feeling very positive and nostalgic about my childhood and all these fun games. But then I'm half also going down the road of remembering how when you get to a certain age... Kids just ruin stuff. Like, I don't know if it's the puberty or what, but these are two games that, like, 12-year-old boys just... They just ruin. Because 
With lightning, for example, or, or knockout, the moment one person realizes they can just throw the ball really hard at the other person's ball and then just do a layup, yeah. that was the worst. I hated when that happened, and it was always some like 11-year-old boy who's like, I'm going to show these kids what's what. Yeah, and well, That's a high-risk, high-reward strategy. True, but if you get good at it and you can get it to just like deaden and fall right back at you, ugh, I hated when kids started doing that. And the other one was horse. Because the moment some kid becomes really clever and is like, hey, that's H.O. You're a hoe. <laughs> like, and then people. H.O.R. Yeah, and you're like, you're a whore. And then I was like, well, that's spelled wrong, you dumbass. But it just was like, it was the worst. Like, kids kids find a way to ruin every game once they get to a certain age. Yeah, Lightning is certainly no exception. Yeah. I think Lightning is also one of those games that has... um What's cool about Lightning is that you often play, like, eight games in a row, which means that there are carryover consequences from previous games. True. So, like, if you knock me out in the first game of Lightning, and what's (laughs) the little social experiment that happens between every game when you figure out who's going to line up where, because you never want to be in front of Luke, because if you miss, you're done. Right. But (laughs) I think that we regulated that eventually, where it was, you have to line up in the order that you got out, Oh, so that it was... Oh yeah. So that it was oh, a little there's bit some more parody. So that it's kind of a it's a gradient of good players to bad players. That makes oh, an awful that's lot so of shameful. Sense. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I was I think the person who got out first gets in line first. I yeah. think that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes but sense. But then that also oh. gives the person who won an unfair advantage. Distinct advantage. Because then it's all the bad people behind him. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Well Interesting. There might have been, there might be a few flaws in that plan, but again, we were probably like 10, so. Right. <laughs> Didn't really think that through. <laughs> but here we are. Okay. All right. So that was four. So what were your honorable mentions? Okay. Honorable mentions, the one that was close to making the list, but I felt comfortable leaving it off because we had pickle on here and um kickball which are kind of in the same vein this was just the home run derby oh okay okay i I was just writing down a couple of my thoughts home run derby was one of them Mm -hmm. yeah so this one is we pretty much i think you did it by outs like how the normal one goes or pitches or something yeah outs basically like any swing you take that doesn't result in a home run is an out right and you get like seven, well, yeah. ten. In your memory, when you're thinking about this, what was the bat and what was the ball? And and my last question: How reasonable was a home run? Those are my questions. Go. We had we had a pretty a pretty distinct line of where the home run was. I can picture right now where we were standing batting, and the line was usually the street. Right, like yeah, uh, across, yeah. but it was it was pretty far to get a to hit a home run to dead center was hard mm-hmm. to hit a home run to right. If you're so you're thinking of like home plate is basically where Steve's, Steve's basketball tree. hoop yeah. is. Yeah. So then, if you wanted to hit it to right, you had to hit it like over the tree in Luke's front yard, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was always a fun one. Was to be like a random obstacle. Right. Well, and then to hit it to left, you basically had to hit it like over the house. there was like an eave on their house that like if you hit it like over that portion of the roof, like mm-hmm. it was generally considered a home run. Right. And so like, but to hit it to dead center, you had to get it over that huge, oh yeah, like, like canopy mushroom tree. tree. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Only I, pretty much Steve, only Steve could do Steve that. Steve was he consistently won the home run derby. He was Steve so played. Good at Steve it. played baseball at North Texas, so like yeah. he was actually good at baseball. <laughs> Damn, this right. Steve guy, he sounds like quite a quite a dude. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. But, so yeah, I, I don't, I'm 
probably certain that I maybe made one home run in my entire home run derby career. <laughs> but it was it was hard, but not unattainable. And uh, a pretty we would pretty much we would use an aluminum bat yeah. and a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah. And then like occasionally we would we would get when we got a little older we would use like a we started to acquire wooden bats we'd mm-hmm. use those. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but it was kind of a handicap too. Like like the bad players sometimes would get to use aluminum bats, and the good players had to use wood bats, and then they would still cream us. It was yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, so that was that. The other one is kind of just a, a personal thing that we used to do, and it's called the human caterpillar. Oh my god! Which is oh, extremely geez. dangerous, and I, I that's think that unfortunate. We, made this, we we might have made this game up, but I'm not sure. It might exist elsewhere. But basically, um, I would get on my bike. Everybody else who was going to play this got on rollerblades. Usually had helmets, and I and we would make a human chain of you everybody just, like, holding them? on. Yeah, yeah, everybody holding on to the person in front of them, their shirt. And then Jamie would always be the one right behind the bike, and she'd hold on to the bike seat. And then I would just ride around the court and down the street and try and whip them around corners and everything. And uh, Horribly dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Insanely dangerous. Horribly. This is the, the infamous game where we 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 spilled one time, and everybody spilled, and, um, and Luke fell skidded across the street and his helmet was completely the color of on his helmet was completely shaved off and we're like i don't know if we should be playing this game anymore that was a horrible idea it reminds me of did you ever play crack the whip like Mm -hmm. like the less the less dangerous version of this game where everyone just holds hands and the leader just runs around and tries to get like the person on the back to like let go. Of, that is not was, safe at all. That's like just waiting to dislocate an arm. Yeah. yeah. I also love the <laughs> innocence of that. Like even now in recollecting this, you said the human caterpillar with not a second thought of the fact that there's a horrifying horror oh. movie called the human centipede. Like oh, you're yeah. inside, your brain takes you to such a lovely, like sunshiny place that yeah. this terribly dangerous game you were playing that's named very close to a disgusting <laughs> horror movie brings you nothing I mean, but joy. Sense. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think twice about it, but exactly. That's what we called it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all my honorable mentions, so it's yeah. up to you guys. All right. Well, anything. we'll do ours after. Yeah. Okay. So we don't accidentally steal one of yours. Okay. So, number 3 here, we have Foursquare. Mhm. So, this one is the classic um four squares obviously yes and each square has ace king queen jack and you kind of have to make your way up to ace and then everybody who gets out lines up and you filter into the jack square um this one was perfect in our neighborhood we had the best driveway for four square because we have the huge concrete slabs and it just makes up four squares that you use and they're the perfect size and we always had chalk to mark the square with the um the letter of the square that it was. So Can I just ask really quickly? The driveway yep. that you're talking about is the driveway that I've seen, correct? Yes. Yeah. That is a perfect four square driveway. It's, yeah. Yeah. And usually you do it so driveways are obviously tilted a little bit. So the A square is usually on the high end of the tilt. So that they kind of have the advantage. And then <laughs> yeah. you got you really got to serving work hard. downhill. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's yeah. It's <laughs> what's cool about Foursquare is that I think there are, at least when we played it at, like, in the neighborhood, we had a very specific set of rules, but if you played at school on the blacktop, all of a sudden, all these crazy rules get introduced, like... Cherry Bomb? 
Yeah, you're allowed to just like yell cherry bomb. And that means that you can just like throw the ball down as hard as you can or like yeah. or there's like um there's... shoe shine. If you hit somebody's shoes then it's like a redo. There's like a bunch oh. of weird ones. There's one weird one where you can like um shout like I can't remember what the word was, but basically you run to the middle and put the ball down and like the last person to touch yes. it. That was a thing, yeah. There like a lot of weird kind of dumb rules. But then there was also like a lot of gray area because what people would do is they would like basically catch the ball and then like throw it and you're not supposed to do that Mm -hmm. yeah um but they were like no i didn't i didn't catch it i just you know yeah you're like no dude you palmed that yeah Yeah. or they do like the sling kind of you have to explain yourself it's probably not fair this four square what you're talking about kyle this phenomenon is one of the really cool things about just being a kid was like the idea of somebody from some mythical other place like, some kid would move to town and start going to your elementary school, and they'd be like, well, listen, I, uh, you know, I know you got your Foursquare game, but, like, back from where I'm from, we did this thing where, and then they'd introduce some, like, really wonky rule, and everybody'd be like, whoa. Mind blown. That other town must be amazing. <laughs> and, like, slowly over time, there'd be, like, this accretion of weird rules that would just show up. But, like, somebody would have a cousin come to town, and they'd be like, listen, dude, I don't want to tell you how to play kick the can. <laughs> but we do this thing and you're like whoa and it's one of the best things and Foursquare is such a great example of that mm-hmm. especially since like I'm gonna sound like an old coot here but like when we were kids there was no exchange of information totally bet- between anybody that didn't live near you right yeah. or anyone you went to school with it was a with. bubble so like like news from the outside like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're totally right like I don't know I think part of the appeal of all these games at least for us is like there was this sense of just like like you said like this bubble of yeah. existence where just like all these all these games occurred I don't know mm-hmm. Foursquare is another cool one because like if you were losing and you were in the Jack Square like it doesn't take that long to get up to Ace yeah like yeah. it's it's a game you can quickly get back into it and it's it's like kind of like lightning or you're you're playing it over and over and over again quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of team effort at some point. If Ace has been in the square for a really long time yes. and everybody's kind of working against Ace. So it's one against three. And you can do really cool like combo moves mm-hmm. where like the Jack can or like the Jack can shoot it across to the King and then like quickly one it's like a it's like a one timer in hockey where you like shoot it across and then quickly yes. the other person before it even hits the ground yeah. can put it in like the back corner right. of the ace because he was defending the other half of the square right but it's all yeah. it's all unspoken right so you can't there's no actual strategy speaking but then you you kind of just have to like have the good the good sense with the other people to or to you get would it do done. like the you would look at the a square <laughs> and then like the no look whack into the king square if yeah. you were queen to mm-hmm. like sneakily just go up a peg yeah, yeah. it's like kind of thrones in where... it really separates I, yeah. the men from the boys this game it's definitely it's like these the way people behave in these games is definitely predicts their politics later on i would imagine <laughs> like there's there's some games that are really fun because they're democratic and there's other games that especially if you're good are really fun because they're super anti-democratic and like if you're the king you're just the king man and like I think, generally speaking, though, there seems to be, like, a very democratic leaning to which of these games are fun. Like, the games that are fun are the ones that legitimately anybody could win. Right. Like, that's, right. Why, that's why something like Foursquare is fun, is because, like, you can quickly rise to the top, and it's really unstable at the top, and, like, you know, chaos is a ladder, baby. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And the the turnaround is very quick. So yes. like a round lasts like twenty seconds, maybe. Yeah. Unless you got a good volley going, but yeah. Rarely. In the game of Foursquare, yeah, yeah. In the game of Foursquare, you win or you die. Yeah, you do. <laughs> true. That's very true. I've never heard something more true. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. All right. What's two? Okay, number two, I have is capture the flag. Oh. This is. I knew this was always going to be high. Yeah. This is good. This for me is is definitely had to be top three at least yeah we played a lot of capture the flag i think this was we probably spent like 40 percent of the time playing capture the flag lots of time yeah a lot of time the problem with capture the flag (laughs) at least the way we played it was that so for anyone who doesn't know how to play capture the flag there you basically divide an area usually it goes like front yard backyard of someone's house (laughs) which is also because they're often not symmetrical at all no 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, sometimes if you want to go crazy, you can pick, like, arbitrary lines to divide around right. the house. So it's, like, left side of the house, right side of the house. Yeah. And then you have to decide, like, well, does the garage count? And yeah. then, um, <laughs> so, like, then you hide an object. We would always use, like, a tennis ball, even though it should be a flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rule was always you can't hide it, like, you can't, like, bury it or, like, right. put it in a tree. Yeah. Like, One it has to be... part of it has to be visible. has to be at least visible. which is, like some angle. Which would always turn into, like, it's, it's in very a bush. Arbitrary. Yeah. But, like, you can see, like, a speck of this tennis yeah. well, ball. Well, if you like, duck down and put your head under yeah, the bush. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so it ended up being... It ended up being, like, you have to just, like, really look for it. Yeah. Um. But then, so, like, if you are an enemy... So, like, let's say you're hiding your ball in the front yard and the uh, enemy team is hiding theirs in the backyard... You have to grab that object and bring it back to the front yard to win. Mm-hmm. But any time yeah. that you're in the backyard, you can be tagged and sent yeah. to jail. Right. So, which led to an interesting strategy wherein if you are in the backyard and have not been seen yet, you just hang out in the jail and pretend like you've been tagged. Right. And as soon as no one's looking, you can go and freely look around for right. the object. That was illegal for us, but you could like really? hang super close to the jail and sort of, yeah. We would, we would like, as soon as that became clearly a strategy, you would just periodically have to go in the jail and like tag everyone <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they were actually just in to prison. cover your bases. Yeah. The other thing that that helped or that came out of that was we had to usually think about like where the jail was on your side and not put the flag within the, the reaching yeah. distance mm-hmm. of the jail because then or even would... visible from the jail, right? Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of strategy involved in this one, which I think is why totally. I liked it so much. What's... And yeah, I remember. Me and Kyle went to, and um, Claire and Cameron, our siblings, all went to the sixth grade camp. And on one of the last days of camp, we had this, and this camp was, there were hundreds of kids there. It was huge. And on the last day of camp, I think we all were separated into two teams. So, like, each team was, like, 50 kids or something ridiculous. And they gave you, like, some article of clothing wearing a color, because there's no way you would know everybody on your team. It was just a color. Yeah. And we played the world's biggest game of Capture the Flag, and it was the most fun of my life to this point. It was crazy. <laughs> and, like, you couldn't even, like, I don't even know how you could tell what the boundaries were, because it was in this huge field, and it was just, it was so much fun. This this game has the potential to be just amazing. It also has the potential to be, like, a marathon where it takes, like, an hour to play. Or it can be over really quickly. Yeah. In the marathon games, you start to develop this, like, mistrust and animosity (laughs) towards the enemy line. And you know, like, 
where the line is on the driveway. And I imagine it's kind of how like North Korean and South Korean people behave on the border. (laughs) (laughs) Like just stare at each other and don't want to blink. And then like, we'll put a leg over. And then as soon as they move, you bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Like teasing a little bit. And it always was either really boring. Like, you ha- it could had the potential to get boring as well because if you're playing with a bunch of people yeah. who aren't very daring, there's just a whole lot of you know like quick moves against the line. You and- had to get a mismatch where you have like two on one, and then like you can yeah. encroach with one person. Then as soon as they move over, the next person yeah. goes. And it's like you're right, long stretches of boredom punctuated by like intense, 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 like. You are in back, Action and you're you're like scenes, looking yeah. at all the trees, like trying to fire, and then like everyone's converging, and you're mm-hmm. like. But then, as soon as you're on the other side, then there's an imbalance, and then they go to your side, and so it's just like it devol it yeah. devolves into yeah. chaos quickly. Yeah. yeah, good fun. Yeah, a lot of good fun happening there. Yeah, th- th- I don't think this one's gonna move too far from high I on hope the list. Not. No. Can I tell one more thing? I like what capture the flag. I like that it was a game that was really welcome to, like, bolting on different rules. Like, I think the fact that Capture the Flag became such a big game for uh, multiplayer shooters on, like, PlayStation and Xbox is proof that you could do anything. Like, Capture the Flag, you could add on an element of, like, if you had a a Nerf gun or you had, like, a, a squirt gun or you had a tennis ball you had to throw. Like, you could make different rules where you could, like, peg people and then they were out. I think it was a cool game in that sometimes you could hide the flag, like it was a legit hide. Sometimes you saw the flag throughout, but there were just rules against guarding the flag. I don't know, I think this one was welcome to a lot of different rules. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think everyone at some point has played it. Yeah. Yeah. Number one here. This one I also knew needed to be in the top three. My top two, I think, are a little bit interchangeable. I was This was tough for me. But number one for me was dodgeball so we played a lot of dodgeball and the fun part about this one for us and we had were fortunate enough to have a lot of kids and so you kind of need a lot of kids for this game to be fun and so we had the perfect yard for dodgeball it was just an exact rectangle and so the boundary lines were pretty much created by the sidewalk and um the you line up all the balls in the middle, obviously, and then the two teams, it's like classic dodgeball rules. But where it gets really good is when you start playing Dr. Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. What? Where there's secretly each team assigns one person as the doctor, and that person has healing abilities. And so when somebody on their team gets out, they have to freeze, and the doctor on the team can go and tag that person. But you don't want the other team to know who your doctor is. So everybody ended up just swarming around the person. Everybody touched him, and then you disperse again. But then once your doctor gets out, then you can't heal anybody anymore. So it becomes really obvious who the doctor was. When and when you out. play doctor oh. dodgeball, the catch rule you don't use. Like you can't bring someone back in with a catch. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And there were there were other ones too. Other rules. Maybe it was the same as doctor dodgeball, but. Where you set up a cone or something, and then you put the ball on the cone, and if you knock the... Or was that how you... There was one ver- variation we played where if you knocked over a cone at the back, you could, like, bring your whole team back in. Right, because when they get tagged, they go into a jail instead of having yeah. to, like, freeze or whatever. Right. That was, like, a Hail Mary kind mm-hmm. of thing. I I have really fond memories of playing dodgeball in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My only thing is I just don't know... We are also lucky that we had a ton of balls. Also like, true. Yeah. I don't know how easy this game is to play compared to a lot of these other games, mm-hmm. and I don't know 
everyone obviously knows how to play dodgeball. I just don't know how popular it was as a yard game. As a, and this might fit more heavily on the gym game That's side true. of things than the yard game. That's true. This is yeah. I I for one never played dodgeball. I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of kids. So like my sisters, me. Then we had our neighbors Matt, Will, Maria, Zach. We had like a we had a good crew. We never played dodgeball. I don't know. Now I'm not totally sure why. I guess probably had a lot to do with the balls. Yeah, that's key. You know those balls that you get in like bowling alley vending machines that are like they they feel exactly like a kickball, but they're probably like a third of the size. Those are the perfect dodgeball Mm -hmm. balls, and we had a lot of those. Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. that really contributed to it. Yeah, this one's definitely negotiable. I think it needs to be on the list. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think especially because it's so like relevant in gym class and like it it's, it feels like it gets brought up in every portrayal of an elementary school kid's life in True. any tv show or any movie yes, ever absolutely yeah. i think that's part of it mm-hmm. yeah all right well we're getting a little long the good news is i don't think that um there's gonna be too much tinkering with this list i like it pretty well it's pretty good right now mm-hmm. but let's go through what you were thinking of mike of things that aren't on here right now all right. Uh, do you want to do a recap real quick? Yeah, let's yeah. recap real quick. Okay. Number 10, we have Tag. 9, Kick the Can. 8, Ghost in the Graveyard and Sardines. 7, 500. 6, Pickle. 5, Kickball. 4, Lightning Horse. 3, Four Square. 2, Capture the Flag. And 1, Dodgeball. All right. So a couple that I'm thinking about, um, I think Home Run Derby should should warrant serious consideration at least in my neighborhood home run derby was huge mm-hmm. now part of it had to do with the fact that i loved home run derbies because i was really good at home run derbies <laughs> so i really I, I i skewed towards the things i enjoyed because i was good at them uh home run derby was huge and also just the variability like sometimes we would do a golf ball with a tennis racket because you could hit that shit like 400 Dangerous. feet even as a little kid you crank that baby like there was so many different ways you could do it um, another one that I loved, it wasn't so much a home game, though occasionally it was and we'd get in trouble because we use a garage, it was off the wall. So off the wall is just when you throw the ball at the wall and, you know, if you catch it in the air, the person's out, you have to run to the wall. If you drop it, it's like a whole thing. That was a great game, really simple. You just needed a tennis ball and a wall. Wasn't totally a home game, but we played it sometimes we'd get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you remember playing yes, i had this I on do. my list too i absolutely do mike and dylan and i played a lot of racquetball in college and then we realized that a racquetball court and a racquetball are the perfect ingredients to play wall ball true so we would end up playing wall ball on a racquetball court mm-hmm. and yeah we didn't play this it's, it's this game is kind of hard to play because you just need a good wall and mm-hmm. like yeah. concrete in front of it to do it effectively usually um yeah. but it's a great game it was on my list too um two others Street hockey. I loved street hockey. Um, that was one that I thought was different enough, at least in the way my friends and I played it, because you use a ball instead of a puck. Every True. once in a while, you'd use a puck. I have a very distinct memory of there were two types of street hockey pucks. One were these really, really light rubber ones that would sort <laughs> mm-hmm. of saucer when you shot them. The yeah. other were these rock freaking hard pucks <laughs> that at least in Massachusetts in October really really hurt when you got hit with them like yes. hurt a lot they were like a rock and they were frozen and your skin was cold Ugh. but street hockey was I, a blast i remember there were the little orange 
like just the regular old orange pucks, but then there were also the variations where they had like the actual rollers in them, like yeah. almost like ball bearings that let them roll mm-hmm. across the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think street hockey is different enough from real hockey because the fact that you are on your feet and not on like, well, I don't know. Do you guys play in skates or on your feet? We would occasionally play in skates, um, but I thought it was way more fun on your feet because it was really hard to shoot. It was really hard to shoot in the rollerblades. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, but I I think that playing in your feet really makes a big difference. Yeah, and I also think the novelty of having to move the net every yeah. time a car comes—that's what I was going to yes. say. But car, yeah. car, like, that uh, that act right there, I think, <laughs> is, is enough. enough to actually vault this pretty high on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because it always makes me think of Wayne's World. <laughs> yes, game on. <laughs> I have I didn't play organized hockey as a youth, but I played a lot of street hockey with my friend Austin. That's true. Yeah. And very, very, very fond memories of it. I think it belongs on here somewhere. Yeah, that's fair. Same. I, I yeah, I oh, yeah. have a lot less of experience with it, but I recognize why it should be on here yeah. for sure. Yeah. Alright, and my last one, and this one has to be on the list and it has to be high. Because it was so definitive in my childhood, and I think for a lot of people. Kyle, you and I have played it at my house. And I actually wrote my college essay about this. Wiffle, wiffle ball. Oh. Wiffle ball has to be on this list, and it has to be high. So a lot of people play wiffle ball where you're like, you have a little lawn chair, and like you lob it at the lawn chair, and that's the strike zone. That was not how <laughs> wiffle ball was played at my house. Wiffle ball at my house is like, you throw as much junk as you possibly can. We had a pitchback that my dad strung some string into and then spray-painted for a strike zone. And, like, you strike people's asses out. It was no mercy. There were bases. Like, I remember one of my fondest childhood memories now was running to first base at my uh, childhood home. First base was a pine tree. And so, like, first base was a pine tree. Second base was, like, a random spot in the middle of the driveway. And third base was... Like, a little patch of mulch. And I ran to first base, and you had to grab the pine tree as proof that you were on the base. And apparently it shook a whole hive of bees loose. Oh, and got no. stung, like, 30 times. Oh, my bees. God. But my childhood, wiffle ball, like, wiffle ball home run derbies were a blast. Legit games. My dad used to pitch for us. So he'd come out and be, like, a pitcher only. And then when we got good enough to throw our own junk, oh, wiffle ball is definitive in my childhood. Some of my fondest memories as an adult are playing wiffle ball at your place, Mike. Like, it's really oh, fun to play. so much fun. I think what you just said, and we kind of alluded to this earlier with Home Run Derby, it, what's so cool about yard baseball is that the bases are so arbitrary yeah. and are oh, so, so unique. Random. So unique to a given yard. It's a tree yeah. or mm-hmm. a particular yes. sidewalk square or whatever and like the home run things that could be an actual fence to someone else's yard Mm -hmm. or it could just be in the street or like you'd have to set something up i think that's what's that's why what's one thing that's cool about baseball played professionally Mm -hmm. is that there still are arbitrary distances for home runs true which is unique to that sport there was that little hill in the astros like yep a a random hill in the middle of the outfield yep and And that's why yeah if you're yeah. a Yankee, you only have to hit the ball like 80 feet. That's why so, stupid Brett Gardner is the worst. Whatever. We'll move on. But that's why backyard baseball was so great. That's why, yeah. the, like, I, I mean the video game. Like, right. you mm-hmm. played in that alley. You played in that really standard field. You played yep. in, like, uh, there was just, there was the, do- there was, like, the sand lot. There was one where you could play in the beach, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that was what was so fun as a kid, was you could just play anywhere. Anything was a base. The distances mm-hmm. were weird. Ugh. I, um... I totally agree. We have a lot of baseball ones on here, so we might have to do some combining yeah. or something, but I really like I the agree. pick a wiffle ball, and I think it's yeah. different enough from some of the other ones that we talked about. All of my honorable mentions were basically the same as yours. The only one I would like to throw on here is a catch-all for games that are unique to a particular group that no one else ever played. Like, for instance, um, my friend yeah. Cody told me about a game once mm-hmm. where he and his dad and his brothers would, like, set up a garbage can and start like a hundred feet away and kind of golf style would like throw a baseball and hit it with a baseball bat and Mm -hmm. see how long they could take to like hit the trash can or like a tree or like just games. Or we used to do the same. I like this too. We used used to do a thing with a Frisbee. It was the same game. Mm -hmm. Like how many throws does it take for you to basically golf? But like, I think every home or like every group of kids has a game that was unique to their neighborhood and maybe was a result of like a unique feature of their street or their house or something that only you played Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't fit on this list as it is yeah but as a catch-all for unique yard games that are specific to your neighborhood i think there's a place for it yeah i think in the spirit of the office we should call it flonkerton um That is so perfect, Kyle. Because that reminds me, a lot of this reminds me of the Rocket Power. Um, like, the platonic ideal of the Capture the Flag game is the Capture the Flag game they played on that. And for this one, it's when Otto makes all these weird rules about, like, banking a croquet ball off of, like, a curb. And it's got to roll around a certain amount of times and go into the storm drain. And, like, that was that's how this stuff gets born. Exactly. And that's how all these games were born in the yeah. first place, I yeah. think. Yeah. Just, like, kind of tooling around and trying to find something to do with a couple of people nearby. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of the things were left off of this list specifically for that reason. A lot of things that we played as a group that nobody else would even understand or recognize or ever have played. So right. I think that that's a great idea is to put that on there. Yeah. The one that comes to mind is when we would all jump on the trampoline mm-hmm. and, like, time it so that one person oh, would jump, yeah, yeah. like, shoot, like, really high up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could steal each other's bounces by, yeah. like, Oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, the other one that it makes me think of is we used to play Tip, which was you, yeah. you line up in a line, um, and the person in the front would start it, and they would throw up a football tip it to the person behind them and you would have to tip it all in a line yeah. and get it to the last person without dropping. Keep the ball Perfect in the exa- air. We play something yeah. like that. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're running short on time so let's get into this and mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. I think, Mike, you and I are serious about street hockey. Yeah. Home run derby, wiffle ball. Yeah, we can call that one thing, I think. Like, wiffle ball derby kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yep, and then um, the last one is what we just talked about, like right. unique Flonkertons. Flonkerton. Mm-hmm. Flonkerton. Yes. Um, so that's three we want on. Yep. Do you? Can you think of three that we can realistically pull off here? Let's talk about the vulnerable ones, maybe. Yeah. <sighs> I think Pickle can kind of go into this catch-all baseball games. True. So I think that's an opportunity for us. I agree. Especially because the ones that we're putting on are going to be kind of higher up on the list. Yeah. And if anything, I think that Pickle should be higher. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's fair. It kind of it boosts it up a little bit higher than it is right now. I think yeah. another opportunity is to lump Kick the Can in with Ghosts in the Graveyard and Sardines. Yeah. Because it's the same style of hide and run right. kind of games. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. And then the other one, 
I think I actually, it's not like meant to be a hot take, but I think that kickball or dodgeball, one of those, I think we should keep one of them at least. Mm -hmm. They're more like playground games to me at least, because we just didn't have the space for that. Yeah. Like we didn't have enough contiguous space to play one of those games. Yeah. I think dodgeball didn't have enough balls, but kickball was more like. I think I think (laughs) that I recognize that dodgeball might have been a selfish pick for number one. So I think I'm cool with this. Might be the biggest jump in top ten history, but I honestly recognizing. What are you going to say, Kyle? You, I, I think we're on the same exact page. I think what happened with dodgeball here is that this is just for us one of those. It's our, it's our flonkerton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that a compromise, so that we're not saying we're taking our number one and taking it completely off the list, I think a good compromise is to put Flonkerton very high on this list. I think, I think Flonkerton should be number one. I think that's, I think that- because that is the essence of childhood and, like, growing up, is you just get to do whatever the hell you want to do. That's, that's so a I think- good compromise, because then technically my number one stays number one. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Yes. yes. Okay, great so idea. So let's do this. So Flonkerton... Number one. Yep. That's how you spell it, I've decided. Yep. <laughs> I like Capture the Flag at two. I think that, I that is, needs to stay where it is. After that, we've got some work to do. So here's kind of not a hot take, maybe. I actually think Tag deserves to go higher. a lot yeah. higher than it is currently. Yeah. Like, maybe even top three, because... I think Tag is. I think Tag should be right here. Tag is, okay. Tag is the godfather of most of these. It's just, it's, I think it's easily so the simplest of any of these games. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Beatles. The rest of this is pop music. That's the Beatles. The Beatles. Right. <laughs> that's fair. And then next, I think that we should maybe think about Mike's passion and your passion for street hockey, maybe. Uh, I think it depends. Either that goes up high or the lump of baseball games. I think baseball games high. is number four. Okay. Yep. I think four squares are good number five. I do too. Yeah. Another classic. Yep, four square. Okay, so are we keeping? So since we lumped dodgeball in with Lonkerton, I think we're deciding we're keeping kickball. But I actually yeah. think kickball belongs below, like list. a street hockey. Yeah, I think street hockey feels like it's the next play. Yeah, five hundred. I think because it is more than just um, yeah, a baseball. Like I don't think it groups in with those other ones. Mm-hmm. But I think. I think I actually like it in the spot it is now. How do you guys do feel too. about 500 and then... the? L- I think that the lump of Ghost in the Graveyard, Sardines, and Kick the Can could be at 9 or 10. Oh, we forgot about Lightning, though. And basketball mm. games are kind of a big deal. Yeah. What about what about Lightning slash Horse above 500? I think that's I think fair. So. And then 500. Okay, and then that brings us to 9 and 10 which the spots to fill there are run and hide games. And what's our last one then? Um, Kickball. Kickball. Yeah. That feels appropriate. That covers everything, right? Yeah. So I'm going to throw, I'm just going to call it ghost in the graveyard, but it's run and hide games. Yep. And then kickball. Kickball. Woo. That was, (laughs) I think that's probably the fastest we've ever done a ranking. Cause we didn't have to add. It felt so right. Yeah. I think we did a really good job setting that up in the first place. Yeah. Um, Are we all happy with well, this list? I am extremely happy with this list. I think we've got a list, baby. Yeah. Aaron, uh, how would you feel about rattling off our uh, top 10 outdoor neighborhood childhood games? I would love to. <laughs> all right. Coming in number 10, we have Kickball. 
Number nine, run and hide games, a.k.a. Ghost in the Graveyard, Sardines, Kick the Can. At number eight, we have 500. At seven, we have Lightning, Horse, Basketball Games. Number six, we have Street Hockey. Five, Four Square. Uh, four, we have baseball games, including Pickle, Home Run Derby, Wiffle Ball. Um, coming in number three, we have Tag. Number two, Capture the Flag. And number one, everybody's favorite game, Flonkerton. <laughs> and I think that'll do it. Great Top work. notch, Aaron. Yeah, great right. work, Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This has been much fun. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah. Um, until next time. Thanks, buddy. Thank Adios. you. Adios. Bye. Peace. Alrighty, friends, that was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km. That's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com, or our site, top10km.podbean.com all forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes please don't send us any of those if you like the pod be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of top 10 ever again if you didn't like it please tell us why we'll try to make the show better our theme music was composed by kevin mcleod and our artwork was created by aaron sant you can check out her stuff at sant design on instagram Alrighty, goons, we'll see you next week.